Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. I hope your Saturday is treating you well. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are at War Memorial Gym to face the San Francisco Dons. Things looking pretty good right now for BYU on a three-game winning streak after Thursday night's big road win at Pepperdine. T.J. Haas had a career night scoring 34 points. A big part of that was T.J.'s ability to get to the free throw line. Haas went 18 for 21 from the line. Just a big, big performance from T.J. Haas. Yoli Childs was big once again, chipping in 20 points. And Zach Selyus had a nice game with 9 points and 10 boards. And Gavin Baxter had his best game as a Cougar. The freshman had a career-high 13 points. He blocked 3 shots and grabbed 6 rebounds. Gav did didn't miss a shot going five for five from the field and three for three from the charity stripe. The win moves BYU to four and one in the WCC all alone in second place behind Gonzaga. Now tonight's opponent, San Francisco, is in third place in the WCC at three and one. They played one less conference game than BYU has. They're 15 and three overall and probably the most improved team in the WCC. This is not the this is the Don's best start since the early 80s. And right now they're a projected NCAA tournament team. They have certainly played well all season long. Now the Dons are a team playing with a lot of confidence. They're a good scoring team, averaging 77 points per game. But what's really impressive is that they only give up 63. USF is another team with an impressive guard line. Charles Minlin, Frankie Ferrari, which, by the way, is one of the great names of all time. Jordan Rotino. All these guys are playing well. Coach Rose also mentioned Thursday night on the postgame show that the Dons are also big in the post. And with BYU's lack of size, that will certainly be a big key tonight. Here's the good news. BYU 15-1 and one against USF since joining the West Coast Conference. And that doesn't mean this game's going to be easy, but sometimes there are teams that you just match up with better than others. Historically, the Dons have been a good matchup for the Cougars. For more on tonight's matchup, Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars, talked with associate head coach Tim Lacombe, and Tim talked about the victory at Pepperdine and really what it takes to win on the road. Well, I think, you know, the thing we talked about um, a lot the last couple of weeks is just to be, you know, more competitive in everything that we do. And I think we've taken that to heart as coaches, and I think the players have too, that we're trying to, you know, understand that what we do is pretty good. Uh, it's how we do it. And I think last night the guys, uh, each of possession in down the stretch, we took care of it. We got good shots. We got what we wanted. And then we were able to kind of break them, you know, by with our defensive stuff. We were kind of switched up man and zone second half and I thought that was pretty effective and but more importantly I think every single guy that went in the game really gave us a lift league play has its own identity doesn't it I mean you can say that you know every game might be approached the same way but man you get into these league grinds and there's a certain vibe that's really really apparent yeah and you know make no mistake our league's really good this year and um you know San Francisco team we're preparing for here is uh they're much improved from a year ago and they have veteran guys that really know what it takes to win. Um, they've got guys that have stepped up. And so the, the the identity of this game will hopefully be one of two pretty highly competitive teams, you know, going at each other full at full tilt. Kyle Smith, another pretty good example of the caliber of coaching right now in this conference as well. Yeah, he comes from St. Mary's tree, um, did a great job back east at Columbia as their head coach and has done great things here. I mean, I think that he's definitely got a style and an identity to how he wants to play um 
I think that they're very tough and physical, but yet really skilled as well. So it, he's doing a great job building this thing. Over the years, BYU's played some of its better league games in this building. Yeah, um, you know, and funny thing is going into Pepperdine, you know, we, we have not played well there. And so what we talked to the guys about this week is, you know, erasing anything that's happened, both good and, and bad from the future, I mean, from the past, and just going into the mindset of let's go take these one game at a time and let's go out and see what we can do to figure out a way to beat both teams. One of the good things about the USF scout, I'd imagine, is you know pretty much everybody. There's not a lot of that you haven't seen from either Kyle Smith or these guys. Yeah, that's, the, the personnel is very similar. I will say uh, they're playing quite a bit different than they were the last few years, and they, they actually ran, when Kyle first got here, they ran a lot of Princeton uh, concepts, and they've kind of gone away from that, and they're playing more I would almost say more um, like St. Mary's now where they're, you know, every possession has multiple ball screens and they're really utilizing their post guys rolling and sealing and posting. Um, and they're doing way less of maybe, you know, guard to guard splitting and back cutting things. And so um, it, the style's different, but definitely the personnel is the guys that we know. They just played a game in the low 50s on Thursday night. Yeah, it was it was strange. Watched the game. Um you know, I, both teams really kind of, it was a physical game, and, and Pacific does a great job of taking you out of what you want to do. They switch everything. They made it hard um, for San, San Francisco to score, and San Francisco's tough and guarded them too. So it was, I think the last four minutes, there was a combined five points scored by both teams. So, um, you know, it's just a, a hard-fought game. It wasn't pretty, but uh, that's two games that San Francisco's really kind of wrestled you know, at Pepperdine and Pacific. Uh, wrestled the games away from from the teams at home, and that's that says a lot about their their team. It was a physical game, but not nearly the number of whistles that you guys heard uh, against Pep on Thursday. Yeah, I don't know. We we seem to attract a lot of whistles. <laughs> I, I guess we, you know, we, we work on it. But there's a lot of fouls in our games. T.J. Haas scores 34. Yo has you know just oh and excuse me 20, and then you get big nights from Gab, who really had a breakout game. Zach Selius had a career high in rebounds. It really did come from a lot of different places. Yeah, the thing we try to talk to our guys about is just how long a season really is, and they're young, and give it time. Yeah, and and but everybody wants everything right now. They want it so fast, and you know, in exchange with Gab last night after the game, we were talking and. He's worked so hard, but it hasn't quite been his time. Um, but I told him, you know, anything in life that is worthwhile takes a little bit of time. And, you know, anything in life that is really worthwhile isn't going to happen instantly. Um, you know, you could win the lottery. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, this thing that he did, you're staying with it, coming to practice every day and working on getting better, he deserved a night like he had last night. And, and really, that, that night's out there for Nick. Um, that night's out there for Dalton. That night's out there for Ryland, Colby. All these guys are important to this team. They bring value, and we just got to do a great job of keeping them all believing that because it's the truth. And what you're saying applies to a season, and it applies to a career. Be patient. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this day and age, it's so crazy how, you know, I saw a thing where Scotty Pippen's telling Zion Williamson that he shouldn't play anymore. And this is a team game, and it's these guys that make up the team, but. The, you know, the, the importance in the fabric of your team is all based on how strong each individual can be. Um, and I think what you're seeing with our group is we're a pretty resilient group that you see Gavin come from, you know, a lot of people say he came out of nowhere. No, it's been a process. He's been working, and, and he, 
he got an opportunity and he went in there and just, you know, took it. And hopefully that's just a springboard for him and then all the other guys can jump in line and follow him. And hopefully a springboard for the team as well. Good luck against USF, Tim, and we'll uh, talk to you down the line. Thanks, Greg. Thanks to Greg Rubel and Tim Lacombe for that pregame interview. And I do want to correct something that I said prior to going to the interview. I mentioned that BYU is 15-1 against San Francisco since joining the WCC. They're actually 14-1. The good news is still BYU has had significant success against this team. If you remember back, in fact, this is one of those teams. I will always remember Matt Carlino having huge games against the San Francisco Dons. It seemed like he absolutely loved to see the green and uh, and gold or green and yellow, I'm not sure what they technically consider it, of, of San Francisco because he had huge games against USF. Hoping that somebody can carry that uh, Matt Carlino mantle tonight and have a big game. And certainly if you're looking at players that could possibly do that, some guys that are coming off really big performances. TJ Haas certainly in that camp, as well as Yoli Childs. Those guys have been consistent all season long. Speaking of this season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union, they're changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head to USF for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. That's right, he's back on the broadcast tonight. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. It is time for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Duran. He rejoins the broadcast tonight with Greg Rubel. Mark joining us on headset from War Memorial Gymnasium. Hello, Mark. How are you this fine evening? I'm great. I'm great here in San Francisco. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun town. It's very unique. Uh, I drive around, and the inclines that they have in the city are mind-boggling to me. You couldn't have them in Utah because of the snow, man. I'd hate to see a little snow in San Francisco, and you'd have cars sliding into the bay, you know. But uh, it's fun. It's a a really neat place. I know you haven't been. You need to get out here. It's a beautiful day today. And uh, so, I mean, a lot of fun today, and now a lot of fun uh, for a big game tonight. Absolutely. A little-known fact about San Francisco, largest calves of any state in the Union. <laughs> I just made that up. That is not uh, well, true. I think it is true. It probably, <laughs> I think I think the, there's low obesity here because people <laughs> trudging up those hills, man, that, that's good exercise. What can you say, Mark, about T.J. Haas' performance against Pepperdine? Man, he was big. Not just the 34 points in total, but... To go 18 for 22 from the free throw line in a game where that mattered big time, that that was a big time performance. Yeah, I'm really happy for TJ. You know, I've seen him play a lot over the years, and of course played with his father. And, and Tyler was so good. I, I love the Haas family, and uh, I'm just really happy to see TJ playing uh, like we all knew, knew that he could. And he struggled at times last year. Even at the beginning of this year, he, he seemed to be a little bit lost. But I, I think he's really found his game, playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, hitting his three nicely, which extends the defense, allows him to penetrate, and he's really crafty at getting to the basket, scoring, and drawing the foul. We saw all the free throws he shot the other night at Pepperdine, and uh, I'm just really ha- happy for TJ. And it's no no coincidence that uh, when TJ plays well, the team plays 
really well. Greg's always talked about that. Uh, you know, when when you get TJ playing, he's kind of the bellwether for this team. If he has a nice game, BYU usually wins. And then you combine that with the with, of course, we'll talk you know about Yoli and and Gavin had a terrific game. And uh, everybody's contributing. Everyone seems to be in sync right now. And just a couple weeks ago, there was a, a lot of confusion, I think, frustration and and a lot of doubt about this team, and, and now they really seem to have found themselves, found an identity, and are playing really good basketball. Well, to that point, BYU's won three in a row. They've won four or five. What, what is the team doing on the floor that has resulted in more success? I, I think the change in the starting lineup was smart. Uh, I think, uh, you know, McKay Cannon and... Uh, and Luke Worthington, what they bring to the table is get, they get you off to pretty good starts. The problem with BYU is they'd, they'd struggle early, uh, get, the teams would get hot, and, and then they would kind of be feeling good for that night and shooting so well against BYU. Then they'd get down in the first half. They're playing catch-up basketball, uh, and uh, that just wasn't a good formula. So I think it was smart to go with senior guys, good defenders, good hustle guys, uh, and you still got scores in you know, TJ and Yoli. And Connor Harding and and McKay can hit the three and, and Luke is proficient at you know if the double comes that he's going to be able to score off the pass from Yoli and he's you know he just plays really hard and so uh, you're still getting scoring that you need and what what BYU's always been good at but they're better defensive efforts so they're not playing from behind uh, and, and they're just getting off to a better start and then other guys just stepping up and playing better basketball I think uh, we, you know we I mentioned Gavin Baxter. Uh, Zach Selius is playing better nowadays, and uh, you know I think uh, I think they're just kind of finding their roles, finding their identity, uh, and getting a chance to play. Like in Gavin's uh, instance, he's, he just needs more time on the floor. The more time he's out there, the more confident he gets, and he, he's playing better basketball. So, I mean, it's hard to kind of manage that. You want to get to to where you're playing your best basketball in conference, and there was a real question. Uh, if BYU could do that. But I think uh, at this point right now, they're, they're playing their best basketball of the season, and it's coming at a nice time right as the conference play is, is underway. Yeah, I was impressed with what we saw from Gavin. I was also really happy to see Gavin Baxter have that type of performance. And I think it was interesting because on the postgame show, Coach Rose, when talking with, with Greg and Terry, you know, he'd mentioned the fact that he didn't miss a shot. He said that's big for a player like Gavin to be able to go three for three from the free throw line like that just builds confidence and he's starting to get more and more minutes well I think this is kind of the big story Gavin's the big story now I know it's he's he's it hasn't been long it's maybe a game and a half two games where he's gotten significant minutes and, and has really played well and so it's hard to put too much on that kind of limited uh, frame of reference for Gavin but Here's, here's the deal with Gavin. Here's the, the reason why it's exciting. Because he brings something to this team that they desperately need and that they haven't had. And that's a, a shot block, rim protector, offensive rebounder, very active, very athletic to match other teams, uh, four and five guys. And, and he, he, so he has the potential to really make a difference. Uh, other guys, you know, they can come in and maybe hit a couple shots and, and have a nice game here and there. But Gavin is, has the potential to be a difference maker in a game. And BYU's really struggled, uh, dribble penetration, guys getting to the rim, kind of getting uh, almost a layup drill at times for, for other teams. Gavin changes that. He, he, he blocks shots, and even when he doesn't block a shot, you have to know where he's at. He changes shots. He and Yoli uh, in the paint, that, that's a really nice defensive shot blocking duo. Uh, and, and he takes a little pressure off of Yoli in that regard. 
and, and also he's a really good rebounder. This team has not been a good rebounding team, particularly on the offensive boards, and Gavin can do that. He's a good crasher. So he, he brings something that no one else can bring on this team, really, except maybe Yoli. And, uh, 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 you know, he, he, he brings uh, something to the table that uh, BYU hasn't been good at. And if he can strengthen those weak areas and then bring just, I mean, the, the offense really is a bonus for me, and he seems to be getting confident. But I, I think, uh, I mean, that's a big deal. What he yeah. can bring to the table is a big deal. Now, can he do it consistently every night? I have no idea. It's only been a couple games. But it's exciting to know that some of those real problem spots for BYU could be addressed with the if with Gavin if he continues to play well. It's our courtside conversation. Mark Durant joining me from San Francisco. BYU and USF coming your way in about 40 minutes. And, Mark, typically I like to leave the grandmas out of it, but this isn't your grandma's San Francisco Dons. Why is this USF team having so much success this year? They may, they may want my grandma's San Francisco Dons because <laughs> I'm looking up at the thing. They got the Bill Russell and Jones Cartwright. I mean, those are pretty good teams, a couple of national championships. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a really good – San Francisco team. I, I love Frankie Ferrari. He just kind of runs the show so well. And uh, and then they uh, bring in Menland, uh, who didn't play last year. I mean, he's you just look at him and you're like, oh, he's good. You just know he's a good player. And he, he, he he's somebody they didn't have and really makes a difference, leads this team in scoring. They got good size, like I said, really good defensive on the three. Not a great three-point shooting team, not overly reliant on the three, uh, kind of similar to BYU in that regard, but I think this is a great matchup. I think these two teams are are going to be matched up really, really well, and this is going to be a fun one. Well, with that in mind, Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm probably present keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I'm, I'm really looking for uh, guys to contribute that might you know, be down the list. Maybe like a Nick Emery he had an amazing game here as a freshman. You mentioned Matt Carlino. Nick had a similar type game here, and I think he's confident in this building. And uh, guys like Connor Harding didn't score the other night. Uh, Zach Selyus, who played well the other night. Uh, I think those are the guys that will probably make the difference. I think TJ and Yola are going to have a nice game, but it, this will probably be one from those other guys uh, really contributing and, and, and have a real team win tonight. Mark, great stuff. Enjoy you have, having you back on the broadcast tonight. Thanks for the time as always, and we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. There we go. Mark Durant, our courtside conversation from War Memorial Gymnasium. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college basketball, including a huge, huge come-from-behind win for BYU women's basketball. It's all coming up next. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. We're getting ready for BYU and San Francisco. Play-by-play coming your way in just about 35 or 40 minutes. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant will be on the call tonight. We'll hand things over to them in about five minutes to take you the rest of the way. But let's update you on action earlier today. We will start with other BYU programs. We're going to start with BYU women's basketball 
Cougars coming off one of the biggest wins in program history on Thursday night when they upset 13th-ranked Gonzaga. They were taking on Portland, who came in with a record of 1-5 and five in conference play. And kind of the talk before was, you know, is there going to be an emotional letdown? Early on, Portland was just unconscious shooting the basketball, had a big lead. In fact, they had led by 16 points in the first half. They were able to regain a double-digit lead in the second half, but a big, big game from Maria Albiero off the bench. In fact, it was a career-high 16 points. Down the stretch over the final 437, the Cougars went on a 19-3 run and were able to rally for an eight-point win at 79-71. Cougars remain undefeated in conference play. Would not be surprised to see them jump into the top 25 now after a very special weekend. Also earlier today, men's volleyball taking on St. Francis on the road. That was a sweep for the Cougars. BYU now 4-0 and on the early season. Other local action, one final, Southern Utah winning at home over Sacramento State, 76-71. Some games going on right now. Utah State with a 58-47 lean over Colorado State, 11 and a half minutes to go up in Logan. Weber State, Hosting Northern Colorado, Wildcats leading the Bears 41-37 in the second half. Roughly 15-36 to go there, to be precise. And in Orem tonight, UVU with a three-point lead over New Mexico State, 45-42. Other WCC action, one final from earlier today. LMU at home defeats Pepperdine by four, 74-70. That means that LMU is now 2-3 and three in conference play. Pepperdine falling to 2-4. and four. Games going on right now. St. Mary's starting to get into a nice rhythm right now. They have a 10-point lead at home over San Diego. It is 45-35 in favor of the Gales in the second half. Gonzaga, fifth ranked in the country, on the road at Portland. This game's early. It's still 15 minutes to go in the first half. Zags with a four-point lead at 10-6. And in Stockton, Pacific leading Santa Clara 15-9 with 14 minutes to go in the first half. Top 25 action. Games going on right now. Number 21, Houston leading at South Florida, 63-52. Two minutes to go in that one. Looks like uh, Houston's going to improve to 18-1. and Also, number 10, Nevada trailing at home. It's early, though. Air Force has a four-point lead over the Wolfpack at 12-8. to That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to send you to War Memorial Gym for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome inside War Memorial Stadium, War Memorial Gymnasium at the Sobralo Center. It's a sold-out War Memorial Gymnasium tonight as this evening the Cougars play the weekend road, play for the weekend road sweep and uh, to keep intact their perfect conference record in this particular venue. It's BYU at San Francisco as uh, two of the top-tier teams in the WCC go head-to-head here on the Hilltop. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, with me courtside, former BYU Ironman and purveyor of wit and wisdom. The one and only Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, in, in contrast to, to BYU's unblemished league record in this building, the Cougars have had their historical struggles down the coast at Firestone Fieldhouse, but there was no Malibu malaise two nights ago. 
was a pretty good Pepperdine team, and uh, BYU put together one of its most consistent efforts of the season to earn that road win that keeps the Cougars a half game back of Gonzaga in the conference standings. So I'm home uh, the other night, Thursday night, listening to Greg Rebell and Terry Nash have called the game, and I joined the game, and, you know, there'd be those points where it looked like maybe this is where BYU's going to kind of fall apart. They've had those games where it just got away from them, and they've and they just haven't been able to recover from that. And there was a few times, and BYU may got behind a little bit. I thought, uh-oh, this is danger time. But then they always found a way to hit a big shot. Uh, and I, that's what I like about this this team right now. They seem to be coming together and getting an identity. Uh, Yoli's playing well. TJ's playing well, obviously. But uh, I like what they're doing defensively. I think Yoli has reinvested himself defensively. And the change of the starting lineup, they, they have a good, solid defensive uh, outlook to start the game. And other teams aren't getting hot and warmed up. And, and, and the games aren't getting away from BYU. And then Gavin Baxter's coming in. He's he's proving to be a force in there. And other guys, Zach Selyus is playing better. Uh, so I, I like the identity here. And then late in games, uh, w- what I like is that they're, they're finding ways to make place Yoli hits a big three and TJ making free throws and everybody contributing in 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 tough situations so I really like where this team is right now but this will be the test I mean you're playing against a really really good San Francisco team on the road they're desperate to get a win against BYU in this building so this this is a real test of what I've what I'm seeing what I like right now from BYU all right we will hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose get his pregame perspective next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from San Francisco on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Well, if the West Coast Conference is to be a multiple-bid league on Selection Sunday, the team generating the most big dance buzz right now, after Gonzaga, of course, is San Francisco. 15-3 uh, and three on the season. Dons off their best start to a season in 37 years. But uh, BYU's been a tough nut to crack for USF. In 15 WCC meetings between these two programs, BYU's won 14, including all seven here on the Hilltop. Indeed, uh, every WCC team except USF has beaten BYU in their home venue at least once since BYU joined the league. In our pregame interview now with BYU head coach Dave Rose, brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. Coach Rose talks about what his guys have historically done pretty well and will need to do again here tonight to keep BYU perfect here on the Hilltop. Well, I, I think that we've shot the ball pretty well in here over the years. And, 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 and there, are, there are some games where we've actually... Um, you know, not shot the ball well, but I think we've just competed really well. This this squad here, you know, they've had a lot of. It seems like we've caught him at a good time. Um, sometimes, when Rex had his teams here, he was coming off some really tough situations with, with personnel. And but uh, for the most part, you know, the, the, the building's been you know really good to us. And I think the one thing we had the exact situation the other night trying to convince these guys it's not the building you know it's the teams and it's the players and uh you know tonight maybe we like it to actually be the building but uh, i think that uh, the matchups are good and um this one tonight the, 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 the thing that really worries me the most about this game is their depth i mean they, they've got so many guys that they play and uh and that are have been really good for them all year they're in a real barn burner the other night on Thursday at Pacific, a really low scoring affair, really physical affair, not many free throw shot. 
Um, and you know, I, I and, and you know, we, we played a couple of our guys a lot of minutes. So hopefully, you know, the depth we get off to a good start, and we can uh, we can nullify that a little bit. But uh, you know, we, we need a lot of our guys to step up and play well tonight. You know their group pretty well, which is one of the reasons they are so good because they've gotten old together, basically. And they 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 stayed they stayed together. And uh, you know, one thing about when you look at Rex's teams over the years. Uh, you know, before Kyle, Rex had great talent, but he had a hard time keeping him them here. Kyle's done a great job of, of just building his team. And, you know, Jimbo, we played him when he was a freshman, and he was a little bit stiff, a little bit raw. Now he's a, you know, 7-foot, 300-pound guy that really contributes. And Matt McCarthy was the starter last, last year, and he's coming off the bench now. And so, uh, you know, Midland was a, an all-freshman guy his freshman year, and you know, Frankie Ferrari, what a great story, you know, coming here as a walk-on and average one point a year his freshman year, and now he's, you know, the, the, the one of the lead guards in the conference. And so, um, you know, Kyle's done a really good job, and he's got this team really believing. They've won 15 games at this point, and uh, hopefully we can break through here tonight. You come off a really nice performance on, on Thursday that is just uh, that, that's how you have to win road games in this one. Yeah, a good, a good win, and, and you know, uh, you, you don't expect a guy to get – 34, you know, in order for you to win. But uh, uh, the, the way that worked out with Tease, he got fouled a lot and actually got the fouls called, got to the free throw line. I thought Yoli really played well the last 12 or 13 minutes of the game. And, and uh, you know, Yoli's got to be patient because every team's going to have something different to him. Pepperdine did what Pacific tried to do, where they just didn't want him to catch the ball. And, yeah. And, you know, if he can just hang in there and hang in there and hang in there, it'll break down a little bit. Our guys will stay really consistent. And, you know, he, he really finished that game off well for us. And then, obviously, Gavin and Zach coming off the bench gave us great minutes. And, and we, we, have, we would think that what Gavin's showing you is going to be a progression. Well, all the f- facets of the game, that, that he, that, you know, in the other night, he was really good at blocking shots, really good at rebounding, really efficient from the field, good at the free throw line. So, uh, you know, that's a – that's a great line for him as far as his uh, field goal made, field goal attempted, free throw made, free throw attempt with his rebounding line. And uh, hopefully he can continue to do that here tonight. TJ tonight makes his 90th consecutive start. He started every game that BYU's played since he got on campus. How much is just answering the bell, being ready every night to go? Well, you know, he, he's – you would think of all the guys that have been here that maybe have had their streak broke one another, you know, that – TJ's body would make you think that that couldn't be possible, but uh, he's, he's a ferocious competitor and uh, he lays it out there every night. And, uh, you know, he'll need to make big shots for us tonight here to win this thing. All right, hope you can keep this uh, good run going here on the Hilltop. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, coach. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that is BYU head coach Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years' experience in Utah. Provo land title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is next, live from San Francisco, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
We are courtside here at Venerable War Memorial Gymnasium on the hilltop in San Francisco, where the home game atmosphere has been recently re-energized as Kyle Smith's Dons have uh, jumped into brackets and are tonight uh, looking to maintain their status as perhaps the next best team in the WCC after perennial powerhouse Gonzaga. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant uh, serving as your commentary tandem tonight. Our statistician and Marriott Center broadcast intern, or at least our statistician uh, tonight, is Kyle Chilton. Back our broadcast intern at BYU Radio is Lindsey Peterson. BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton is doing stats with us tonight. Uh, our studio host back at BYU Radio, Jason Shepard. Control board operator Nathan Israelson. Our coordinating producer is uh, Terry South. And, of course, we have Lindsay back in Provo, as noted. Great to have you with us on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over-the-air carriage on BYU Radio, 89.1 FM HD2, and KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. We are also live on network affiliates in Utah and Idaho and streaming on BYURadio.org and BYUcougars.com slash live radio. Plus the BYU Cougar app, BYU Cougars app, the BYU Radio app, and on demand you can get the show archives at BYURadio.org and on the new BYU Men's Basketball Podcast in addition to the BYU Radio app. So lots of ways to listen live or later. Well, it's been an interesting season for BYU. Uh, the non-conference slate was a disappointment, 8-7 uh, and seven mark. Uh, could have easily been 10-5, and five, but uh, either way, league play began with a reasonable concern about where BYU really stacks up in the WCC, an improving league. But here we are already five games in, and BYU solo second at 4-1. Uh, and one. Now, BYU has beaten the four lowest-rated Ken Palm teams in the WCC for all of its victories, but uh, we've seen in the past with the Cougs uh, just avoiding slip-ups is half the battle. And so far, so good. That way, now comes the real test of BYU's top-tier credentials back-to-back-to-back games against San Francisco, St. Mary's, Gonzaga. Yeah, big time of the season. You, you look at the league, and it's basically, yeah, right now at least, it looks like the top four teams are going to be Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's, and San Francisco. So how you finish up in, amongst that group is do you take care of business on the road against the teams that you should beat? BYU's done that so far. And then try and steal one on the road. Now, they've, they've missed their chance at St. Mary's. This is a big, big chance. If BYU can get this win tonight, man, they're in a good, good position. And then they get St. Mary's at home. But it's, you know, obviously when they're the best teams in the league, it's hard to beat them on the road. So we'll see how this one goes. But I think it's a better matchup for BYU. They're playing much better in my view. So I expect uh, win or lose a competitive, really good basketball game tonight. All right, coming up after this break, we'll uh, take the other side's perspective as my conversation with San Francisco head coach Kyle Smith is forthcoming. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolling on from sold-out War Memorial Gymnasium on the hilltop here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. We are back courtside here at War Memorial Gymnasium in San Francisco for the Cougars and the Dons of USF. BYU coming in off a gut-checking 87-76 win the other night at Pepperdine. USF, meantime, was a grinding out a 53-52 win in Stockton, beating the Pacific Tigers on Thursday. BYU now 4-1 in league with the only loss coming at St. Mary's. USF 3-1. 
The only uh, setback was uh, here at home versus Gonzaga one week ago tonight. It was a game played before a sold-out crowd and saw the Dons with a late lead before the Zags kind of pulled away late a short time ago here on the Hilltop. I asked head coach uh, Kyle Smith if the, uh, well, the end result notwithstanding, that night and that game with Gonzaga was the kind of night he maybe envisioned being possible when he took this job. Absolutely. I think that's uh, kind of what I remember being a young guy, a little bit of the the Dons. I maybe a little too young. I would, <laughs> they were rolling number one in the country. Um, but it's just nice to have the warm memorial with people in here, warm bodies, basketball being really important to the school. And, and you can, uh, you know, I just walk around town. There's still people that, that are they're excited. They're encouraged. And tonight should be one of those, uh, another one of those high-energy nights here in this building. Absolutely. Uh, it's great whenever BYU comes to town. They, they bring, you bring your own fans too. But uh, it's just good to have energy in the building. It's what I, I think what this league is all about, just a true college basketball. What can you say about the value of a team getting old together? Oh, it's, it's what college basketball should be. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'm not, I must be getting to be a bit of a fuddy-duddy, but I, I, it's kind of why I coach. I, I like to watch these guys. Uh, it's important age from 18 to 22. Uh, to watch them mature from adolescence really into young, you know, young men and do it as a team. And I think there's so many lessons to be learned in life. Uh, building character and these guys are going to be leaders um, on and off the court moving forward. And for the most part, you you have a group that has grown together, and the results kind of show that. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, people ask what's the key to your success, and I'm like, well, we've we've been successful because we're just trying to do things right, and uh, I think that goes a lot. <laughs> it always go a long ways, and uh, our guys just bought in, and, and uh, you know, I, I like I said I don't know if we pass the eye test, but uh, we play hard, we play together. For the team that's only lost three times all year, there are a lot of things to like. Uh, what has been the most consistent thing with your team this year? Uh, we, you know, as of late, we had defending. I mean, last game we defended really well, but yeah. we, we had a little slippage there. But I don't, you know, Gonzaga's like number one in the country offensive efficiency. Um, but uh, I think we've defended, we've rebounded, and we've taken care of the ball. So I think you do those three things every night, you're going to have opportunities to win. And then if you shoot the ball well in addition to that, you're really hard to beat. The game you won on Thursday is the kind of game you need to get sometimes to contend. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know, we're 2-0 and on the road in league, and, and both games are down to the wire. And, and you know, I think that's where your, your older guys, veteran guys, we actually have more time in practice to work on situations, you know, when your guys are seniors. And we've kind of gotten to the point where, you know, we might be in these games and have to do it. I know our year one, it's like, you know, we just want to compete. And, right. oh, shoot, we're in that situation. Let's see what happens. So, we learned from those. I think we had a tough one uh, at, up in Provo that uh, hopefully we've learned from, and <laughs> maybe yeah, not tonight. But that was a, that was uh, you know I think that you know you go one or two ways with that, and I think hopefully our guys have been we've been pretty good in the close games this year. Would you uh, frankly be a little bit surprised if tonight's games played in the fifties? I would be surprised. <laughs> I, I think it'd be our favor though if it was, but I'd be really surprised. We we've been uh, like I said Gonzaga that thing got up there and the scoring and. And uh, it's hard to slow our guys down. They're older at home, too. But uh, the way BYU plays, they're one of the best passing teams you'll see. They're fun to watch, except when you're scouting them. <laughs> Your impressions of the BYU scout right now? Yeah, I think they really get the ball up and down. I think uh, TJ's playing at a really high level. we got some really good point guards in this league. Yeah. I think he's one of the best. Him, he reminds me a lot of the, the Ross kid down at yeah. Pepperdine. They're yeah. very similar. They're very efficient scorers and great distributors. Yeah. yeah, great distributors yeah. and uh, really, really bright cerebral guys so and then obviously Yoli uh, you know my wife woke up this morning we did a good job on Yoli last time I said you sure <laughs> and she's like yeah we were like 13 and 8 I said look you know I think it was 20 and 9 so I said that was a good job 20 and 9 is a good job against Yoli 
So uh, those two and obviously other pieces that fit in well, but uh, it's nice they've had their, their third year together too and they really know each other and they, everyone kind of plays off those guys. Your wife's a pretty good sounding board, isn't she? <laughs> I know, yeah, I'll say. <laughs> thanks for the time as always, and we will see you back in Provo. Oh, thanks, Greg. All right, that is San Francisco head coach Kyle Smith. Time now for You Be the Judge, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. And as always, we invite you to, well, play along at home. The other evening in Malibu, T.J. Haas set a career single-game high and career single-game highs by making 18 of 22 free throws in the win over Pepperdine. Only Jimmer Fredette has ever taken or made more free throws in a single BYU game, but who is BYU's career leader in free throws taken and free throws made? The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from San Francisco on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and San Francisco coming up just after the top of the hour here on the Hilltop. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. The other evening in Malibu, T.J. Haas set career single-game highs by making 18 of 22 free throws in the win over Pepperdine. Only Jimmer Fredette has ever taken or made more free throws in a single BYU game. But who is BYU's career leader in both categories? Let's go first of all, Mark, with the free throw attempts. Well, no, no, no. Let's take it back. <coughs> free throws made. Um, well, I I don't... I better not get this wrong, I don't think. I, I, <laughs> I think it's my brother, Devin, on both, isn't it? I mean, so, Devin Durant is third in free throws made. He's got to so, be first in attempts, right? So here's the thing. Tyler Hawes leads BYU in career free throws made. Jimmer's second, and Devin's third. In free throw attempts, Tyler and Devin are tied. Wow. With 820 wow. attempts. All I know is my brother was James Harden before James Harden. He <laughs> would get to the free throw line a lot. So there you go. Devin Durant tied with Tyler for attempts, and Tyler by himself in makes, and Tyler Hawes is BYU's career free throw percentage leader narrowly over Jimmer Fredette. Tyler at 88.3% and Jimmer at 88.2% for their respective careers. There you go. That's a you be the judge. Brought to you by Illegally Mine. Our final segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show is coming up next from San Francisco here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Still there, oh, say, darling. 
National Anthem here at War Memorial Gymnasium in San Francisco. Mark Durant, final few seconds here before we get ready for tip-off. A thought about Gavin Baxter's breakout and how repeatable that kind of effort might be the rest of the way. Well, I, I think he can be a real factor, Greg, because of his size and athleticism just defensively. If he makes baskets, that's gravy, but his you, you've got to match teams athletically, and he's a guy that can do that. Tip-off of BYU and San Francisco coming your way next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin BYU Sports Network.